Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of When Girls Chat. This is Kem. And this is Maria. Nice to have you back again. Uh, today we are talking about our journeys here in Korea. Korea. I, I really <laughs> did not want to say it together, so oh, I allowed I her to. to so I bad. know, you were like, and then you just had to. I had to let it go. You just had to let it go. Um, so yeah, why don't we get started talking about it? Yes. We'll give you guys a little bit of a rundown on where we're from. You probably already know that. Um, why we came here and then just go into some other details about, um, what it's been like to be here. Yeah. Our experiences and share some stories that maybe you'd be like, oh my gosh, did that actually happen? Yeah. I know you would say exactly like that too. We definitely um, like overlook the fact that we just live in Korea. We mm-hmm. just like it's so normal, which honestly I feel like everyone knows someone who knows someone that's done it. But um, it's a bit of an elephant in the room so far um, in our in our podcast. So today we're going to address all of their burning questions yeah. about us. So um, let's start with our just dive right in it. Why are you here? Um, before I answer that, I just want to mention, if you hear any noise in the background, it's because we have the AC on and it's noisy. And um, sorry, like usually we turn it off so we can keep the thing like real profesh, but not this time. It's too hot here. Yeah. It's too hot to be doing all that. So you don't have to deal with the noise. So yeah. Cool. Why am I here? Yes. Uh, I'm here. Why did I come here? Well, where I'm, are you here slash where are you from also? I'm from the States. I was born and raised in both the east and west coast of the states. Um, And I came here because I heard about teaching English here in Korea from a friend whose girlfriend did it. And this friend I met while I was studying abroad in Hong Kong four years ago. So that was my first introduction to like Asia. Yeah, you've been been abroad. I've been abroad. I lived lived in Hong Kong for five months when I was uh, doing an exchange semester and I traveled a lot. But I'd never gone to Korea. I only stayed, the only Northeast Asian country I visited was Hong Kong. Okay. Um, Because I was like, I need some sun. I need some brown people. So every time I got a chance to travel, it was like always Southeast Asia at that point. But when it came after school and then you're looking for a career, you're looking for like good money making opportunities, you're going to yeah. look at every possibility. Absolutely. So that's why South Korea was an option for me. Yeah. Um, I did consider teaching English in um, Japan as well, but me too. yeah, I'm sure most people do. I'm sure most people yeah. decide between the two when they're thinking about coming out here or when they're looking at like, you know, where is going to, where you're going to have the highest value. Yeah. Uh, but I just made a decision just arbitrarily one day. I said, I'm going to just do Korea and focus on that because um, it's kind of costly initially to come out here. So if I were to do that for both places and then like get chosen for, but what am I going to do? Just be out like a couple thousand dollars and then have to choose one place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in terms of my transition over here, it wasn't, it was, it was to explore obviously like the other side of the world traveling. I wanted to live abroad, but it also was to, uh, see where my path as an educator would take me Okay. because, um, I did go to school to study fashion, but I always had like it was like two careers that I had. I had like one fashion track and on the back I was always tutoring, always multiple tutoring. Multiple personalities. Yeah, multiple personalities. <laughs> essentially, essentially. Because when I look at my resume, it's like, it's so long yeah. and it's so comprehensive. It's like, how can one person have done all these things in such a short amount of time? But it's because yeah. I did them at the same time. Right. You know, so it was like two people operating um, <laughs> at the same time, basically. But um, how about you? What's your situation? No, go ahead and take that, sip, the, take, sip, take that sip of wine first, and then we'll uh, we'll continue with the questions. Okay. Um, so I came to Korea. I Similar situation. I was in school. I graduated school. I went into the sort of the corporate world in Toronto. I'm from Toronto. Are you? I am. Um, <laughs> and I did that for two years. Not very fulfilling for me. I've always known that education is my passion. I do... 
I have always wanted to be a teacher, um, but I'd never had experience. And here I am, literally my plan A to Z is to be a teacher and I've never actually stood in front of a classroom and taught. Yeah. So um, Korea was very much the perfect little bundle with a ribbon on it because it gave me that experience. It got me out of the uh, unfulfilling um, job that I had. It paid pretty well. Yeah. And Korea, it tends to be one of, I found in my research was one of the most accommodating countries for expats and teaching here. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when we talk about, um, teaching in the public school system, which right. we can cover a little bit. Yeah, um, Essentially, there's two systems in – there's two uh, options in Korea when you teach as an English teacher. You can teach in the private sector or you can teach in the public sector, which is working with the government. Um, pros and cons on both sides, but I would say generally speaking, public sector is a little bit more difficult to get into, but it tends to have more benefits. Yeah. It's more stable. We're both – we both um, teach in the public sector. Right. So, so – that's our story. Yeah. So like more, story. yeah, more stable <laughs> hours and more better, st vacation. better vacation times and more, your schedule is set in stone and your contract is set in stone. And, and whereas in the private, you, the it's a business, it's a business. So the director kind of can see what they can get away with in terms of your contract and, and pay and vacation. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, so Korea was kind of a no brainer decision for me. Um, Went to a seminar, learned that I had to get my TEFL, got my TEFL, and was here about, you know, eight months later. So The TEFL, just for anyone who doesn't know, is a teaching English as a foreign language certificate that you have to get. Some people, um, they really want you to get, like, in-class hours to do yeah. it. Mine was completely online. Oh, wow. So if anyone challenges my education background on me teaching English as a foreign language, I just want to tell them, look, I have a TEFL certificate. Yeah. I can do this. I'm licensed. Do you pull it out? Because <laughs> you carry a copy. With right. You I carry actually... a copy on my, I have like this little knapsack that I wear on my, <laughs> my back. My TEFL knapsack? That's, how'd you know? That's <laughs> I it. I have a TEFL. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing, by the way. Oh my God. Like the most terrible information. <laughs> this is improv, you know. This is, this right here is improv. Um, okay, that's cool. Um, but before I came to Korea, um, didn't really know much about Korea. Did you? Like you, you said that you had traveled around in this sort of area, yeah. but not. What did you know? What ha what like misconceptions did you have? Like what did your family say about it? Friends? You know, I never thought about Korea. I usually don't think about a place or anything until I have to. Yeah. It's kind of strange to say, but Americans. No, but honestly, I, I think a lot of people probably do this. Like, you don't think about something unless you Especially, have to think, because otherwise you'd be thinking I mean, about everything all the you're time. On the other and, side of the world, yeah, like I don't. So. I didn't think about Korea, the country, but I had experience with Koreans because in the the city that I lived in in California, Irvine, um, it was heavily heavily populated with Koreans, heavily oh. heavily populated with Asians, and. Um, I'm just thinking of like the UCI was University of California Irvine was like the college adjacent to my high school. Yeah. And they would call it the University of Chinese Immigrants. Terrible. Just terrible, that right? Kind of funny. It's funny, <laughs> but it's terrible. But that just goes to tell you, like that just goes to tell you the uh the population, you know? Yeah. Um and my first roommates outside of college outside of living in the college dorms were koreans and like mm. not americanized koreans but korean koreans like yeah. telling you my first experience with kimchi my first experience with like just these different smells and living situations and i'm like okay they're really sweet and the this little shoebox i'm living in is is really cheap so i'm gonna do it um i actually funny enough ended up meeting with one of them who moved back to korea yes. a couple of weeks ago so it's such a nice shout experience out. yeah shout out um 
She's not going to listen to this, but shout out. <laughs> she might. Um, but yeah, so that was my first experience with that. And I definitely leveraged that when I did my interview to come here. You think I didn't? I did. Yeah. I would leverage anything. Yeah, You know, sure. any type. It just makes you look like more more accommodating to them. I mean, yes. as much as they can be accommodating to us, it makes you look that way towards them and their culture. Yeah. Because they're not just looking for people who want to come here and teach. And everyone's going to say the same thing in the interview. They want people who are actually going to try to assimilate to the culture somewhat. You know, you don't want an outsider coming into your country and being like, I hate everything. I want to, which people totally do here, by they, the way. Which but, we'll get into. Yeah. But, I mean, think about it from like the government's perspective. They're paying us all this money. They pay for our flights here and our flights home and give us these vacation days and play for our, and, pay, and they've, pay for our home. And they've I mean, literally never met us. They yeah. can, a lot of times, can't even communicate with us. Yeah. So that's a big decision to make. So, in terms of paperwork and interview, as many interview steps and as, and, you know, they ask you to do your best to stand out and be basically doing the most. Yeah. Like, that's understandable, you know? Speaking of doing the most, do you remember my, uh, the YouTube video that I, my YouTube video <laughs> that I did? Because we had to, we had to make like an introduction video. Maria's like, let me show you mine. And it's like normal, most people's videos are like, like in normal. Yeah, like she stayed in one place and like, it was just, she was talking to the camera. Like normal people would do it. I'm like, should I do that? No. Why would I do that? Uh, not you, not before, not me? after seeing hers, but like after yeah. other people's. I was like, I had it all the fucking, uh, uh, what's it called? Like background music. Yeah. And you had like, it was like a PPT. It was like yeah, a PPT. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Everything the was just like. Uh, the, oh my gosh. The I, different I, locations. I, have, I had, what are you talking about? I had one location. Making, making that video was so funny because everyone was in my house at the time and I just could not get any peace. I didn't want anyone to be like talking to me, like screaming, come and do these dishes when I'm, <laughs> when I'm trying to film oh, this nice. video. Yeah. I'm trying to do the video. Shut up. Yeah. Um, so I went outside and I filmed it in the front yard yes. and it was, and I was sitting down and then I realized after filming the entire thing, it was only, I only filmed like two minutes of it, obviously, because it's really short. After filming it, I was like, I look like I'm sitting down. I can't be, <laughs> I can't set this video. So what I did was I just walked a couple of fucking millimeters or whatever, centimeters, meters to the neck, to the neighbors. Cause no, there was, yeah, there was no car in front of my, my driveway. I guess nobody was. Okay, people were in the house, but there was no car. What what the heck is that? So I put the I put the computer on top of my neighbor's car. Oh my god! <laughs> and, and I started filming this video. I'm like, I better do this before they come out and ask, like, Hey, what's going on there? What you doing? Because no. you know they would say it just like that too. But that was really fun. There was mad wind. It was at, at some part in the video, you just hear. <laughs> I will say those videos are so short, but they yeah. are really difficult to make. They're difficult. Especially, like, you don't know. Like, it's the first time you're recording. Your, yeah, and you're recording <laughs> yourself um, talking to yourself, basically. Well, I used to make YouTube videos in college, okay, well. so my situation is a little different. I liked using the movie maker, just like I like executive producing our podcast here. Um, but on, on, another, on a bit of a serious note, like... Me as a black person, you never know how they're going to take you. Yeah. Like, you may have all the credentials and everything, and this is what a lot of black Americans face, you know? Or just black people in the world, you have everything set. You're overqualified. You're well-qualified, but because of your color, they don't take you. So I, I, I thought about that for sure, but it's never going to stop me from trying to do anything, my color. Um, but it's something you think about. Yeah, it's like you have to think about it because it's not America where uh, maybe my qualifications would 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 be enough to get me or my connections would be enough, but it's just a, this is a whole different country. You know what I yeah. mean? And I'm applying, I'm not applying knowing someone, which is how I usually like to apply to jobs. I'm applying from the very bottom, you know? Yeah. So like it's anyone's game at this point. So yeah. that's something I had to keep in mind. And I'll get into a little bit later what it's like to be, what it's like to be black in Korea. And I'm doing air quotes. Cause like, what can it really be like to 
Like it's weird for me to I can't speak on everyone's right perspective, obviously. Experience. But my I'll talk about my experience being black or things that people should keep in mind if they're planning on coming out here to this side of the world or yeah. just want to travel more in general. Yeah, but even doing research, like I they definitely unfortunately favor sort of, you know, young, attractive white, white females. Yeah. That's like if you are a young, attractive white female, you're guaranteed yeah. a job. But you know, here we are, you know, so misconceptions that I had about Korea were just, I didn't, I honestly, same thing, same, like I did not think about Korea. And it's so funny because people would make jokes like North Korea or South Korea. Mm, And I would just, I just feel like, like, I'm not going to answer this question, you know, but like you're supposed to do a lot of, like you're supposed to do some research um, before you go to a foreign country to live there for a minimum of a year. Um, you should. I didn't. I didn't do a lot. I really did just come here with an open mind. The main thing that I heard about was the North Korea, sort of just the politics of North Korea and being so close um, to that. But again, like really just came here with a very open mind yeah. and open to the culture, open to the language. And uh, it's been great. You know, I thought to myself, nothing can be worse than the States. Nothing can be worse than Nigeria. Those two places, <laughs> truly. And it's yeah. it's funny. It's funny to think about it when you mention Nigeria. When when you say nothing can be worse than the states, people don't even know whether to laugh. But when you say nothing can be worse than Nigeria, people always laugh because like it's such a it's such a laughable situation that country right. is always in. But the the states is actually in a laughable situation too. Absolutely. So I, I felt that. I honestly felt that nothing can be worse than living in the states as having um being a minority and living in the, nothing can be worse than that right now. Yeah. I don't feel safe in the States and I wouldn't live in a country that I don't feel safe in, which is, um, the reason why I'm not living there, you know? Um, and I have to just say, if we're going to jump into our experiences a little bit, the first time that I saw a cop car here in Changwon, and we don't see cop cars often because they're only around when they need to be around. Whereas in New York city, they're around all the time. So the first time I saw it, I was walking, yo, I, I stopped still like, my heart just stopped. It was, No, my heart didn't just stop. I stopped. My heart was like pounding so hard, you know, because I'm like, not that they were going to come for me, but just, you know, this is coming. This was back in like maybe October or November. Like I was freshly here yeah. and this is coming off of the still goings on of all the, all the freaking, I guess, violence, violence genocide that's happening yeah. Yeah. on, on minorities in the States. Yeah. And so you have that in your head. And as much as I didn't want to consume that kind of media, it's around you. You can't not consume it. You can't yeah. not, you know, internalize it somehow. So that was in my head. I saw this, this car and I was like, Oh my gosh, like what happened? What the-? I didn't even have like full on questions going in my head. It was just like, I just, I couldn't like panicking. And yeah, I was panicking. And th- this is when I, I came to the decision or this is when I really realized that, um, the States is not a safe place for me to be in. Right. Even if it's not physically, it's psychologically. Like I can't be there. It's way too stressful. And I, I'm just like, it sucks, you know, like, but you better believe that I'll be flashing that blue passport wherever I go, because that's a, that's a hard situation to be in. Like you don't want, you don't like the state of your country though. You're, you would, of course, you know, utilize the benefits that the that the country gives you. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't want the country. Of course I want the country to be in a better state, but like, while it's not, it's just not, I just yeah. don't want to be there, man. I want to save my myself. That's nuts, man. Yeah. That's something that I wouldn't even consider. Yeah. And it's things that came up when I, when I researched in terms of, um, you know, Korea, 
does have uh, Koreans tend to have preconceived notions of people, people of color, people of color and foreigners in general, really. Yeah. And then there's like the military group, you know, and then the teacher group yeah. and uh, the men and the, f- the females and the Russians and, you know, <laughs> so and we can get into that. But um, my experience in Korea was so when I first came, when I first came, when I came to Korea, I've been in Korea for just under two years. Just a quick, we didn't mention that. I've been here for just under two, two years. Kim has been here for just Kim under is, one. Yeah. Um, when I came to Korea, I got stuck in China. I lost my luggage. I It was fun. It was so fun. Like, if ever there's an experience I wanted to redo, it'd be that one. No, never in a million years. I wouldn't wish that on – I would wish that on my worst enemy, but I wouldn't wish that on someone I didn't like, yeah. you know? Like, it was it was terrible. It was, it was exhausting. So as soon as I got here, I was, like, very – I was challenged in every way, like, physically, mentally, emotionally, and – uh didn't really know what to expect, but I will say my experience in Korea has been, I don't think it could have been better. I've made amazing connections, both Korean and foreigners. I've gotten myself into situations that I was not expecting at all to happen, learned so much about myself. And um, generally speaking, it has been very positive. But I think I think that is directly connected to my um lack of expectations yeah, that I had. Yeah, I yeah. That like I, I had no expectations. I just in my mind I was in I was a uh not just a foreigner, I was a guest. Yeah. I was a guest in this country. That's a really good and really yeah, I think that mentality really helped me out, put me in a lot of situations I was not expecting and made me eat a lot of foods I wasn't expecting and try a lot of but you things. got a, you got a lot of good experiences out of it. Speaking on the be the mentality of being a guest, which yeah. is such a good way to look at it. Yeah. A good frame of mind. I was on a date with a guy a long time ago. This was like in March. It was like ten years ago. Yeah. It's like the last date I went on, you know? So guys holla. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, well, or not. Yeah, or not. <laughs> um yeah, he was saying like, because they have CCTVs everywhere around here in Korea, yeah. you know, they just are watching everyone's move, but they, it's not really actually needed because things don't really, people don't yeah, really do anything. Claim, yeah, it's genuinely just for safety, yeah. which I will say Korea is like, I've probably never felt so safe in a country, yeah. knock on wood. Yeah, so, anyway. me too. And that's yeah. kind of, um, it's it's a freaking utopia because, you know, when you step out somewhere, it's, it's a bubble. It's like you have to make sure that your bag is closed. You have to make sure that like you're Dude. paying attention to your surroundings. You could leave your thousand dollar phone on the table in the club and someone would and no one will touch yeah. it. We were, I was at the chicken and beer festival, a festival outdoors. Someone had left their iPhone on the table, looked around, no one, this person was probably in line getting beer, getting food, whatever, and was just trying to save the table. Their little hand fan and their iPhone. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. People have what they need here. That's the thing. No one is looking to to take the people just have what they need you know like yeah. so that that is a way deeper conversation i was talking about it the other weekend like yeah. people in other places do things so in a, such a dire way because they can't even they're even just trying to survive yeah. so their mind goes to a different place but when you are taken care of by your government or by whatever um you don't even have to think that way it's like yeah. so foreign to you but so anyway so this state. person who yeah was on his day and there these cctvs are around everywhere for safety this guy is like he's from uh, san diego he's like these CCTVs everywhere. It's so un-American. I'm like, dude. What? Do you do you know what you just said? 
We're not in America. And this is the mentality that so many people, so many foreigners yeah. have coming here that like, it's so not like America. It's so not like home. And you know why? It's because it's not home. And you also know why you're a guest. You are a guest. You're not, they're not doing anything for you. They're doing it for them. So once you can understand anyone who wants to come and teach or live in Korea for a while, once you can understand that they operate for themselves, for their people, they don't operate for foreigners, it'll be so much easier to get on. And they do accommodate foreigners Very a lot. And they, they're growing towards becoming yeah. more accommodating. And I feel like that mentality is really prevalent with like the US military group. Yeah, yeah he was part of the Yeah, military. and I think... Okay, when you're in the okay, so for our listeners, when you're in the military here, you can live on base. And when you live on base, you have an American grocery store. Yeah. You have an American ATM. Basically you, everything you need. Everything yeah, you used to. You could use American dollars like that. You have a American dollars? Yeah, they use American dollars. Yeah, dollar. they use American dollars on in the grocery stores. Like there's uh facilities for children and there's a swimming pool and there's sports and there's all these things and you work on base so you can literally live in such a small bubble that you don't even know outside of how to tell the cab driver how to get back to ba- to base you don't know a, a word of, of korean wow. which is crazy yeah. because it's like for us like to go to the grocery store best believe like that's actually a good a good transition into talking about language a little bit i mean there's so many things we could talk about we're already like 22 minutes in it's kind of hard to believe that but there's so many things to talk about about language a little bit i know my experience has probably been a little bit different than yours right because you said that you came here not even knowing how to say hello yeah i did a little bit of uh, teaching myself before just like i wanted to learn how to read the writing which is called hangul yeah um i wanted to learn how to read that so that way even if i didn't understand i could at least use my brain (laughs) and it actually has been helpful because in our positions we have a lot of downtime and um during my downtime i would in the past um before starting this podcast and everything yeah in the past i would uh study korean or like just try to listen in on conversations with people around school to learn or just read things around the classrooms or read things that i saw just to practice reading the words even if i didn't know what it meant i would just want to practice reading it just to help myself and it in in 10 months that technique of like not really learning learning helped me so much because there's just like so much more that I can understand that I could not, that I never even dreamed of. I didn't even try to understand when I was, when I was younger here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like the thing with coming to Korea, it's very much what you're looking to get out of it. Like for me, the, one of the biggest things I've learned is that I'm, my nonverbal communication is very good, but also has improved so much. Like needs to, I can improve. I, sorry, I can understand my Korean friends or coworkers just based on like facial expressions and Body little language. words here and there. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, um, in terms of being an expat, you talked about dating a little bit. My dating here has been, uh, has varied. I've experienced casual dating and more serious dating, um, which was kind of unexpected. But I will say, in the almost two years I've been here, I have never dated a Korean guy or so much as even gone on a date with a Korean guy. Yeah, but there was that guy who you were like, he has the I, sexiest lips. Oh my gosh, I let me tell Insu. you. Insu yeah. is bae. Insu is so bae, like I can't even tell you. This boy, he was a boy. He wasn't even a man. A couple years younger than Rubbing me. Rubbing the cradle over there. Uh, listen, I, don't judge me. Why is Maria getting red? 
comment below and ask, ask tell us why she's fanning herself. <laughs> Insu is just he had the most luscious, delicious. Okay, moving fluffy. on. Fluffy. You never even like lips. and you never even enjoyed those lips. How could you tell me that they're I didn't. fluffy? Ugh, they're so fluffy. Ew. It's gross. Okay, I you look say boy and I think my students. Honestly, that is a oh, problem. Yeah. That is a problem. Okay, he was in his 20s. Yeah, it okay? doesn't matter, yo. I, the, the problem, like, I can't, there's some Koreans who are, like, super good looking or, like, they have a really great build and everything. Um, but, okay, one one side of it is that they're just very passive. They're not they're, they're not aggressive enough for me yeah. or straightforward or they're scared to speak English and it's like, or all dude. Of the above, basically. Yeah, basically. Or the other part of it is because I teach, like, over 500 students a week. There's bound to be at least um, 400 that resemble someone who I've seen. You know what I mean? Or the oh, opposite. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I see someone out and I'm like, this looks like my what student could look in 10 years. Right. And it's just so That's strange weird. to me. And I can't, I can't, like, do anything like that, obviously, because, like, you're in fourth grade. You're 10. You're 11 years old in me, to me. You just got taller okay. overnight. And Sue was of age, okay? I was just using it as a, as a fucking segue. Why do you have to go back to Insu? I don't want to talk about him. Like, a segue means we, we get off the previous point. What was the next week we're going to talk about? I get him. off him. <laughs> Anyways, no. Not dated any Koreans. Um, have made a lot of Korean friends, though. That's good. Yeah, have made a lot of Korean friends. Korean families, like entire families that have, like, adopted me and stuff into yes. their fam jam. So that's good. I teach at a much smaller school than Cam, so my relationship with my coworkers is like very close knit and there's only like really five or six that I see and talk to on a daily basis. So um it's nice. Yeah. It's 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 different. Yeah, for it's me. so different. Like her school is much smaller. I don't I've never been there. I don't know what it's like, but like from the story she tells me, it's like I can't even imagine that being the case in my school. My school is the biggest elementary school in our city. Yeah. And obviously when you're the biggest anything, you have the most the funding, the most attention on you. Um so it's actually a big deal for me to be at that school because I'm the only foreigner at my and you're the only foreigner at your school yeah. too. But it's smaller. Mine's you know, you got people coming in through all the time. Like they're the hierarchy um that exists in Korea it is so prevalent at my school, the way that people just like, you know, if you're having a conversation, if I'm having a conversation with one of my coworkers and it's just like a fun, it's light, you know, we got to a place where it's light and it's fun and we can just chat. And then like a principal or vice principal walks by, it's like everything changes and I'm freaking in the samurai ages. I know I just made a Japanese reference, kill me, but you know, like it, they're so, they become so like, stiff. so stiff and so polite and I think it's great. I love culture. I love seeing the differences in culture between yeah. countries. But, you know, that that just means that, like, there are some things that I can't do or can't say or that I have to adhere to yeah. for sure. And um, that's just the way it is. You that's know? That's just how it is in Korea yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about... I know we're kind of jumping all over the place, so maybe you can, you can just uh, enjoy it. <laughs> um, go back to when Maria said that generally here they do like to... They prefer to hire... People who are what young white females, right? Yeah, yeah. I am young, attractive. Young white, attractive females. I am young and attractive and a female, but I'm not white. And um, who's to say that I'm attractive to them, honestly? Because sometimes, like, just being, just by being white, you are attractive. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. That that is that is the truth. Um, so I have I've had to do a lot of proving myself from the very beginning, and I can tell you, like, 
from the day that I started to where I am now, 10 months in, the strides that I've made. Oh, really? Yo, like, it is insane. Tell us, the, give us an these example. kids will not leave me alone. Like, they're in love with me. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's it's very emotional for me because like I because I've invested so much into it. In the very beginning, these kids they wouldn't even look me in the eye. They couldn't look me in the eye. They're you know you always have some kids who are like outliers who want to get to know you and stuff like that. But there weren't really any. So imagine being in a position where you feel like no one likes you or no one wants you. Uh, no one was saying anything rude to me. So like at least it didn't go over the bridge in that sense. But I still felt like damn like this is gonna be hard. Like this the is- connection wasn't. It's not even there. Yo, it's like, it's never going to be a connection. But, you know, time goes on yeah. and I just like, you know, I'm going to do what I came here to do. I'm going to teach. Yeah. I, I, I love teaching. I love educating. Um, But I'm also a fun per Not even but, because you can still be both. I'm also a really fun person. Just like, I have a lot of energy. Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a short attention span, just like kids. So like, I can understand them in that sense. And I think maybe they saw that. Uh, I'm really different than the Korean teachers, not just by how I look, but how I teach too, because they have a very set way of teaching and students are very used to that. But I come in and I'm pretending that a freaking drumstick is uh, is a microphone. And I'm like, students, if you, if you just, can you hear me? And I tap the the drumstick, can you hear me? And I then teach them the word imagination. (laughs) This is what I did last week. And I used my, the, the remote control for the TV and I pretended it was a phone and they're like, teacher, no phone, teacher, no phone, uh, remote, remote, no phone. I'm like, imagination you have yeah. to use your that mind okay minsu so but that's that's nowadays in the beginning if i've even tried to make jokes and stuff like no one would laugh no one would look at me and i don't know i guess maybe five months in halfway through things started to change and then you know you just develop that relationship. yeah but you have to put in a lot of work like i i could never have an off day it's a huge school i work with so many people and so many students and the only time i can ever have an off moment is when You're i'm sitting alone. at my desk yeah. and i'm never i'm never alone because i don't have my own office i work in yeah. an office with special special subject teachers who teach all different things you know um, so I, I, you know, those times when I'm sick and I'm thankful that I get to go sleep in the, in the nurse's office and just Amen. have a moment. But even then there are students in there, so I can't even be like super sick. Like I have to yeah. be like energized and happy yeah. and oh, hi. And anyone who wants to talk to me, I have to make, I have to make conversation with them. And that's, yeah. that's somehow what led to the downfall of my relationship with one of my co-teachers because I was allowing her to just insult me. You know what I mean? Like right. I was even, I was talking about this with Pearl before. I was even helping her uh, figure out the language to use to insult me because she would get stuck on words like telling me yeah. shit about myself. And I'd be like, oh, I think you mean to say that I'm stupid. That's what This is the word you're looking for. It's dumb. D-U-M-B. Yep. Yeah, it means in my, in my culture, it means that you are inept. So yeah, you could use that to insult me some more. And then at some point I just had to cut it off. But you know, like it, it's not been easy. No. I mean, it's a fine line like with... Uh... You know, because you definitely want to respect the culture and you are the guest, but at the same time, you want to establish a basic level of respect and mutual respect with your coworkers, for example, and with your students, you know, like, or it's like you want to be fun, creative and cool, but you also want them. You want, you want them, you want them to respect you. And when you somewhat disciplined, oh yeah, you have to discipline them. And I think I've, I've, I've maintained, I've gotten a good, I've gotten really, really good balance with that now. Uh, Sixth graders are always 
hope hopeless i just don't know about them it's like when they get to that age like yeah. you can't do shit anymore but the other grades that i teach are really good but the, the biggest part i think was me being black I, I just think that they were not used to seeing some of them will, will never see another black person again in, yeah. in person in life some of them have never seen one before only on tv and it was really important for me to um show that black people are not a monolith just like asians are not a monolith just like africans are not a monolith so you know, if they ask me, if I tell them I'm from Nigeria, I'm from Africa, like, oh, but you're from America. I'm from both. And it's possible. Let me explain to you exactly. how. Or if I show them my palm versus my the back of my hand and they're gasping because they don't, they, they're shocked. They I, I will, yeah. you know, show them my hand. They'll touch it. They would, you know, they'll touch my hair. And I want to show them that these things are normal because the, the, the first time you do it, it there's going to be like, oh, wow, it feels like a towel. Oh, wow, your, your skin feels like chicken skin. Bitch, I'm still not okay with that. Like, I'll never be yeah, okay with someone calling my skin. Salty I'm, there's always going to be I'm a fucking vegetarian. Don't call my skin chicken skin. <laughs> Um, but then later on, you're just a person to them. Right. So that that's really what I wanted to get to. And it was important for me to hold my own and not not let the negative comments, really ignorant comments, not just negative, because yes. they weren't coming from a place of harm. They were just ignorant comments that they didn't know. Um, in, I, w I didn't want to internalize it because I don't feel that way about myself. And you don't want to feel know? resentful towards your students. Babies, yeah, yeah, you know? And unfortunately, it's not their fault, you know? It's not. So, it's not. Um, our job is really to shed some light on that. I know for me, working in a smaller school, my challenge was really that these students are, were, are, were and are still very low-level English. So mm -hmm. that communication was difficult. very difficult. Um, but similar to you, this is the first time 100%. I, I think for almost all of my students that they were meeting a foreigner. Mm. Um, they wouldn't consider me a person of color because I, I'm not darker, yeah. you know, um, complexion, but they still had a lot of questions about, you know, I'm not white, you know? So I, I taught them about like Afghanistan That's and cool. stuff like, yeah, it was cool. Did you learn uh, something new about Afghanistan when you were teaching them? No. That, al that always happens to me. If I have to teach something about Nigeria, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, now, class, now you know too. <laughs> exactly. But I like show them on a map and stuff like that. But, you know, um, it's it's a process. And I think just being a teacher in general, you are always looking for that fine balance, number one. And you are always having to put on a an exterior because you, are, you represent so much more. And yeah. for us, especially in Korea, we represent – so, like, one of the biggest things I say is my job is not necessarily to teach English. It is to motivate my students to want to learn That's English. That's really what it is. You know, because being the, their first, this is the first time you're exposing them to a foreigner. If you're fun and creative and, and cool and you you let them feel comfortable in your class, then that's going to make them want to try. And yeah. that's the goal, really, for the government in terms of public school, at least, yeah. I think is to promote and encourage the students to want to learn yeah. English, especially in like Chungwon too, yeah. where it's not like a big city like Seoul. So um, maybe we should jump into a couple of fun things. People are probably like, I don't want to be a teacher. I just want to go there because it's in Asia and I want to travel and yeah, I want to Yeah, money. like what's, what so are some a huge two, pros? Two big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A huge pro, like the opportunity to save money is, yeah. is, is great. Yeah. And um, you think sometimes like when you go into the working world, like, okay, you can make, 
can be making this huge salary, but what is the savings potential is really what the question you need to be asking yourself. How much am I earning versus my expenses versus my cost of living? Yeah. Well, I guess co cost of living is in expenses, but that's something to keep in mind here in this, in our city here, cost of living is very low. Um, it could be even lower depending on where you live, but like, I think for us, right, mm -hmm. the cost of living is rather low. So, um, like apartments, well, we don't have to pay for, yeah. for that. So like whatever we get paid is minus the cost of rent because rent, we, they, they provide us with housing. Taxes are really not high at all. Um, and you, do you put money towards your pension every month? Put, yeah. So that is already taken care of. So yeah. whatever you make net, you can do with, with it what you want. I've traveled to like, I don't know, five, five countries while here. Yeah. Um, in the span of 10 months only. And like that, that is with what I've earned here. That's and not, you so know what doable. I mean? So yeah. doable, so doable. But like, you know, big thing is obviously take um making a savings plan and goal that's suitable for you and not because i know when i first started like the all the money that i've saved in the past couple of months is because i was buckled down but like before that i was trying to save when i kept saving and taking back from my savings so i wanted to go on trips and stuff i just wasn't being realistic for myself right so like yeah. you have to just be realistic for yourself in terms of saving versus spending you know enjoying your life and stuff yeah making your own goals but yeah. i would say a big thing here also is like the lifestyle in Korea is uh, lax AF. Um, you're pretty much expected to go to school or rather go to work. And you, at least in the public school, from our experience, well, you have at least in your classes because I have a really busy. But you have afternoons off. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. so at least in the public school, we have a lot of free times, a lot of free times, a lot of free time <laughs> at work. Um, but even despite that, like your standard, very standard hours, 840 to 440, um, oftentimes you are within walking distance of school. I'm not, but that's fine. Um, either way, <laughs> yeah, either way, like the lifestyle here is chill super chill yeah. so like a standard weekend like you can travel you can go to different cities you can go to different parts of the country you can go to japan for the weekend you can um go out on a friday night and a saturday night and a you know and and not a sunday night but yeah but people do that though because it's a very late culture here. yeah exactly and 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 drink and honestly like alcohol is pretty cheap here mm -hmm. food is cheap um and it's tasty and it's very tasty. Yeah. Korean food is very delish. But um, that's another big, big ask, like big pro of living in Korea is like, it's, I always look at it as like, a, it's like a vacation bubble, basically. Yeah, I was just thinking this, like, I, I don't, I didn't want to say it, like, I've pretty much been on vacation for 10 months, but yeah. vaca vaca vacation, vacation, <laughs> vacation oh, um. and working um, at the same time, because I've been learning so much about, about human relationship and that like that may not sound like it's work but no matter where you work or what you do you're gonna have to interact with some people but i do feel like the interactions and the expectations of you as a foreigner and as an english teacher are so much more um lower than at home oh for sure i think you mentioned it before um i had this little situation recently where we we're they were talking about the new semester and like okay Kevin now you're going to teach third grade and they brought in like two third grade teachers and 
the other English teacher who I don't teach with, but who also teaches, who doesn't really speak English, but that's another thing. Okay. Um, like, okay, so you're going to teach these parts of the lessons or these lessons, and we're going to do the test and this, she's going to do the writing test and she's going to do the reading test and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not doing any tests, but like you said before, why am I not administering tests oh when I'm goodness. the one who's the yeah. most qualified to admit, even though I don't have the proper education to maybe do the testing part or whatever like this i'm the like one who third or fourth grade come English. on like, dude like that was a big challenge for me when i first came here is like okay the politics of of being an english teacher in korea yeah. is that all of the things that we just mentioned a couple of minutes ago about sort of what you're expected to do and what you're brought over here that's all true but it doesn't go beyond that yeah. they're un they're unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you look at it aren't going to utilize you beyond being that fun, creative yeah. English representative, basically. A lot of people feel, ugh, a lot of people feel like they come here and they, they're just known as the game teacher. Honestly, I felt that today because I was playing, I've been playing boss baby at the end of uh, one of my classes for the past couple of weeks. Cause yeah. we've been reviewing. So we would do some games in the beginning at the last. I'm like, I'm not trying to talk to these guys anymore. So let's put on boss baby. And so today when I walked into class, they literally were screaming boss baby, boss uh, baby. Yeah. So I said, Class, my name is Kem. It's not Boss Baby. Boss Teacher. But I'm like, okay. <laughs> you're around. you're you're cute and I love you and you're so sweet, but truly I don't this is it. This is what it is. Like you do certain things and they're children. Obviously, they get they, you to get to it, a yeah. certain you have a certain amount of consistency and they latch onto it. That's yeah. what children do. So my favorite thing to do is when they start doing that, I say, okay, everybody, look at the clock. Look at the clock. What time is it? English time, okay? <laughs> not game time, not friend time. Shut up. <laughs> Be quiet and listen to me. And then they, they understand. But it's so funny because they look at the clock like they're actually going to tell me the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, ten, ten, ten o'clock. <laughs> you know, and then when, whenever you say, like, something that they didn't expect, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, okay, 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 okay. Exactly. Or don't you know when you're playing a game with them and, like, uh, a team game or something and then one team gets something wrong or you're playing bingo and then you call the word that they yeah. have on their sheet and then okay alright okay <laughs> they're so excited you're like we literally play this game every week yeah, and you're yeah, still yeah. you're still excited you call we're gonna play hangman hangman yeah, hangman. yeah. I'm like struggling to make a damn sentence like today is beautiful outside <laughs> today is beautiful outside this is good, so good. my favorite is to write the word like fun and it takes forever because it's so hard to do the anyway now we're just getting into our own um our stuff own. you know we've talked about quite a lot about yeah. living in korea live being an expat a little bit on being an expat um you know, but we don't have a. It's already gone into forty minutes. Yeah, so we don't have a ton of time. No, we don't have a lot, a lot more time. Everything. But if you have more questions, you should definitely send us an email at whengirlschat at gmail .com, or you can DM us on Instagram at whengirlschatpodcast. Yeah, I know there are a lot of people who who are really interested in doing this. Yeah. Like even from me just coming here, I know you experienced the same thing, Maria. People reach out and ask, like, how do you do it? What do you have to do? I'm interested in doing it, too. That kind of stuff. And, like, we are more than happy to point you in the right direction of, like, recruiters or yeah. programs or yeah. just give you further answer insight. Questions. Answer any questions that you have in more detail. So you should definitely reach out to us. Again, it's whengirlschat at gmail.com for our email and Instagram at uh, whengirlschatpodcast yeah. to DM us. Also, we are on iTunes. I don't know if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, but if you could rate us and give us a review, that'd be great so more people can know about the lovely work that we're doing here in the Changwon. Here in the Banjidong. In the Banjidong. Um, That's my neighborhood, by the way. But yeah, no, definitely reach out to us. I think when 
you live here for a certain amount of time, you very surprisingly quickly uh, sorry, adapt, adapt yeah. to just being and living in Korea and just being an expat. But from where I was two years ago, where you were a year ago, it's kind of uh, it seems like a really big jump and it is a big jump and it can be overwhelming. So if you do need any sort of help with direction or again, clarifying anything or have any anxiety about it, give us an, give us a shout and we'll try and help you out with that. Um, I think it comes a lot easier to us now. Yeah. It's just kind of life. You know, you yeah. mentioned that before, like yeah. it's just our lifestyle. It's just life. So yeah, yes. do that. And we look forward to chatting with you later. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us for this Thank episode. You. Yes. Ta-ta. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. I think that when I'm high, I'm over you. I hold that when I die, I'm close to you, to you, to you, to you.